drama, comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maud were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Season 2, Episode 13, Chapter 26, The Telltale Heart. Betty turns to Jughead for help when the consequences of a hasty decision come back to haunt her. Well, damn, some stuff happened today. Some stuff happened, and uh, this is even stronger an effort than I'm used to from a Riverdale episode. This was a great Riverdale episode. Like, last week was like, oh, this is Riverdale. Like, we got back to our form. Like, our characters are doing, like, mostly what our characters should be doing. This week is just like, okay, we're building off of what we've, on this, you know, this trajectory that we've started, which is great. This was more of just a solid episode of television. I've said it before, I'm going to harp on it again. We are in the real season two. Yeah. If you look at episode 10 that started this part of this half of the year, and where we're at now, this pacing matches up. This pacing is good. Even if we thought, you know, one of the episodes wasn't great, this is what we're good. All right, let's get into it. Let's recap the recap. All right. General Pickens' head got cut off. Tallboy did it for Hiram. The sheriff's having an affair. Mo- Hiram has mob connections. Papa Poutine is dead. Chick is fucking creepy. Hal's a fucking asshole. And a dude got killed in the Cooper house. Betty, don't come any closer! Alice is, like, panic cleaning blood up. And Betty's, like, trying to help. And Betty's like, we need to call the police. No, 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 If you do that, they'll take away Chick from me. Okay, let's be clear. The only person panicking in this moment is Betty. No, Alice is doing, she is panicking, but she's doing that, like, I'm going to be a robot and do this and this and this and like, la 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 la. Which, that is her want when there, is a, when there is a crisis. I'm not saying she's wrong. It's just like, that's what Alice, Alice is actually panicking. It's just, it looks different. And Betty is horrified. Yeah, that's like the word of the episode today. But, okay, I, Alice's fear that they're going to take Chick away. I mean, he's a kind of a grown man. He's probably like 24 or so. They're going to take him away. Oh, that means he killed him. He's the one who killed him. Oh, well, she says it. That's, I did she? The whole time they say, because she says, I was here and then your brother. And so I had to, she, she says the whole time. She's not the one who did it. Okay. Well, Chick Alice is, is a big fat liar him. and so is Chick. So we really don't know what happened, but it does feel like. Okay, if they call the police, they're going to have to tell them what happened, and Chick did it. Yeah. Okay, no, that, okay, that makes sense. No, no, no. She, okay. she, in no way, did Alice actually do this. She's trying to cover up for him. Okay, well, Betty's offering to help clean up, and Alice is like, no, 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 you can't do that. She, Betty gets a phone call. It's Hal. <laughs> we don't hear his side of the conversation, and when she gets off, Alice says, let me guess, he's coming over. And Betty's just like, he needs some toiletries. He doesn't want to get into a fight with you. Let me help you. We are running out of time. So Alice gives in, tells her, hey, go get the bleach. And Chick is cowering in a corner. And we get our Jughead narration. You know, a mother was just trying to protect her son. And a daughter was just trying to protect her mother. Little did they know that only 50 yards away. And we're in Archie's garage with Secret Agent Adams. 
okay, I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm really glad this got resolved and it didn't go on any longer. So maybe we can really find out who Secret Agent Adams is? Yeah. So Secret Agent Adams is all up in Archie's face. You didn't see or hear anything about Papa Poutine. Archie's denying it and just like, no, no. Honestly, it seemed like they were friends. Agent Adams is all like, you know, take a shot to the back of your head or not friends. A friend doesn't push you down and shoot you in the back of the head with a Glock 34. Archie's like, I didn't see anything. And Agent Adams brings up this word. Maybe he was a capo. What's a capo? And then he pushes over his bass drum. This is such a bad scene. It's a bad scene. I... I don't want to get into how pissed off I am at them using the mafia terms until we get there. Yeah, no, I get it. It's building. It's but building. it's real bad. There's only one reference that is funny because we've made it ourselves. But no, this is just bad. Agent Adam says, you know, maybe there's a personal assistant or a driver, somebody who's around all the time. And Archie, you can see the gears turning in his head. It's he like, just looks and he goes, no one I can think of. Yeah. You're so stupid, Archie. You're forgetting about Andre. Who's trained in the martial arts? Whatever, Hal. Cal, Hal comes home. Uh, they've cleaned everything up. He's like, what is that smell? And I was like, oh, it's bleach. I spilled some tomato soup. Well, it must have been a hell of a lot of tomato soup because it smells like a hospital in here. Well, and Alice, the way she says that, it's some bleach. I spilled tomato soup. I didn't want it to stay in the floor. Yep. As fast as she can possibly say. Mm-hmm. And Betty just gets in Hal's face and is like, you want me to get the toiletries for you? She had added a father to that. I would have been like, oh, fuck, she's gone. She She's just trying to get it done. Like, she's like, hey, do you want me to take care of this for you? And Hal's just like, whatever. Well, no, Betty's trying to be like, let's move this along and get him out of here. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. Hal is suspicious. Suspicious. Uh, we cut to the trailer and Jughead's calling on his phone. He's calling Betty. And then we cut back to Betty, who's hurrying up, getting some things ready in her house. And she's just like, oh, hi. And... I just, uh, I wanted to call you and say goodnight. And I-, I love you. And Alice comes in and is like, come on, Betty, your father's gone. We gotta hurry up. Betty is just like, okay, I gotta go. See you tomorrow. And then we get insecure boy face from Jughead. <laughs> Betty, Betty has completely emotionally shut down at this point. Because how else could you deal with this in this moment? If you have forgotten, just hours earlier, they had sex for the first time. Betty and Alice are in the car and they're talking and Betty's like, what if he has a family? What if somebody's looking for him? And Alice is like, nobody could be looking for him. Who walks around without a wallet? And they drag him into an old tunnel, a little sewage pipe. And Alice explains that they shut these down decades ago. And this was one of my favorite places as a little girl. It's a little creepy. Oh, Harold. Uh, Hal is with Penelope and she's like caressing him. Massaging and, him. She's yeah. giving him a, a, a back rub. And Hal is just saying they're hiding something. At that's all of that scene. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, cut back to the trailer. FP has come home, and he's like, you know, Tall Boy's gone. He won't be coming back anytime soon. I think I should take a page out of your book and sit down and have a meeting with Mayor McCoy. Uh, appeal to her sense of justice. Now, you know, I'll show her the head. Jughead. Go- Jughead's like. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Where is General Pickens' head, boy? I love the way he says boy at Jughead. Boy? Where the hell is General Pickens' head? (laughs) And cut to the Pembroke, and we see a shot of General Pickens' head. 
And Hiram's like, there's no other way to take this other than a declaration of war. We knew we would have to go to war eventually. And Veronica's like, oh, now, now. When I was at Spence, I was the secretary general of the Model UN. And we would always try to negotiate a peace settlement. Now, if I can get a detente with the Contras and the Sandinistas, why are you making references literally no one will know about? No one. And this is this goes back to season one problems with Veronica, where they were trying too hard with references to make her sound intelligent or cool. Not necessary. It's overdone. She should have used a reference from one of the mob movies. That would have made sense. It would have been on point and it would have been funnier. Or at least use a current foreign policy reference. Good grief. Seriously. Hiram says, this isn't high school. Said the man who just vandalized a park statue. Hermione smirk. Hermione's full on smiling. She's like, She's like that was good. She's like, yeah, point, honey. Uh, Veronica says, you know, I'll get them to the table and all you have to do is play nice. Veronica's got, like, good ideas. I like it. She's not wrong, but she is naive. Oh. That's the problem. Oh, yes. Alice and Betty come home, and Alice says, we've got work to do. We have to clean everything he may have touched. So they're just, you know, we have a scrubbing montage. Betty is exhausted, and she's starting to get a little nuts. She looks at this bowl of apples that two of them have soft spots on them. She goes, would he have touched this? And Alice is like, no. Betty cleans it anyways. I have a feel. Okay, I know we. I know we've talked about her mental illness. I could genuinely see coming from this incident, her having a touch of OCD. Yeah, and I think that would work really well with her personality. One thing is that OCD can be triggered by anxiety. Anxiety, a traumatic event. This is definitely all of those things. Right. That would be interesting. And sometimes it's it's not so much actual OCD as mm-hmm. it is obsessive obsessive and compulsive tics true that are born out of a different illness yes so i i could easily see that coming about or at least in this moment and and maybe this is something that this has always been with her but it only manifests itself in moments like these mm-hmm. it would make sense why you see so many weird impulsive moments from her where she has to go she has to go after the story. She well, has to figure this thing out. She's got to go talk to this person. She's very methodical and purposeful. Like, especially we see it later. So I could see that being something that they play with, which I would definitely embrace way more than the multiple personalities, dark Betty bullshit. Cause they don't know what they're doing with that. No, they don't. I'm convinced that's just some bullshit. They, they did. Uh, she comes out of the shower and she just exhaustedly drops on her bed. Instant lighting change and we get, it's morning time. She gets up, she goes down to breakfast and Chick and Alice are sitting there with chocolate chip pancakes acting like nothing has ever happened. Everything's fine. Betty's just like, I hate chocolate chip pancakes. Okay, we'll get some cereal. You must be starving. And so as Betty is pouring her cereal, she's having flashes of the cleanup. She's pouring the milk and, you know, she picks up her bowl to go and there's a knock at the door and she drops it and it shatters. Elizabeth. And as this happened, Chick is completely stoic. Like, Uh like, this is not happening. This does not affect me. I'm done. And Betty goes to the door and she says, who is it? But she opens the door anyways and it's Jughead. Spoiler he's, alert. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to, uh, I saw I walk you to school. And she has the biggest look of relief on her face. Riverdale. Betty and Jughead are walking in the rain and Jughead's like, you know, you 
kind of didn't want to talk last night. I thought I thought we should, and I thought we had a really nice night, but then I kind of got nervous oh that my. we were maybe moving too fast, or or it it wasn't enjoyable. Oh my god, no! It was the most wonderful. They're so adorable together. It's really cute, and like when she starts that, Jughead instantly you can see like that dude relief. A dude relief of like, oh, it's okay. I, it's okay. I, let, let I didn't me, do it wrong. Can I? Can I just say? Yeah. It's so important to us. I, like, <laughs> it's it's not that it's not even like it has to be great, but it's really just more like we don't want to feel like we did anything bad or made somebody mad with something. Well, we, we just want to be like, please, please tell me we're still cool. Like, yeah. please still be my girlfriend. Like, I didn't majorly mess this up, did I? No, it's totally. It's appropriate. It works perfectly for their character. And they're just so adorable together. It's very cute. And Betty's just, you know, like, no, no, there's just, there's a lot of drama when I get home. Let me guess. Chick-centric? And Betty's just like, you know, just the normal Cooper house lunacy. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Now Varchie's walking through the rain. Mm-hmm. Do you regret anything we talked about at my confirmation? Are you worried my dad about my dad being maybe more Al Capone than Elliot Ness? Okay. Mobster reference. Mobster reference. Works great. Good one. I didn't I didn't understand Elliot Ness. I don't know that one. The Untouchables. Oh, oh I haven't seen that movie. So I don't know. Elliot Ness was the guy who went after Al Capone. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Now yeah. I understand the reference. But yeah, that one's way better. I mean, I know who Al Capone is. So Archie's sorry. like, I love you, and it's not a problem. And she's like, okay, well, good. I wanted you to know that there may be a low-key turf war between the Joneses and the Lodges. <laughs> like, Which oh, is... you are using Archie so much. It is funny, though. So then we cut to the doghouse. Hey! hey! And Jackhead's like, are you trying to manage me, Veronica? And Veronica's just like, well, define manage. People will lose their homes. Mm-hmm. And they kind of go back and forth, and Veronica just says, okay, why don't you come over with your father and sit down with my father and discuss it? And Jughead says, okay, fine, but one condition. You have to do it at my trailer, because I want him to see the people that he's going to be displacing. Archie gets a phone call from Agent Adams. And he ignores. And then Kevin comes in. Oh, my God, my dad has been going crazy. His His scanner. uh, They found a body. There's blood everywhere. And immediately, Betty's freaking out. And Archie's freaking freaking out. out. They're both like, ding, 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 what? Where'd you find it? Who was it? And Kevin's like, there's blood everywhere. It was a gangland-style murder in a motel. Betty's getting woozy and is digging her fingers into her palms. So she excuses herself, and then we cut to her throwing up in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl comes by, and she's she's trying to comfort. Her. She's like, "Oh, Betty, are you okay? Do you want me to get you some water?" I'm, I'm fine, Cheryl. Okay, you have some puke on your collar. <laughs> Walk away. Cheryl's is like, "Okie dokie, bye." Right. You know, points to Cheryl for not being a bitch. Cheryl's been just very to herself for a she while. She has gotten a dose of reality. That her fam, like, she knew her family was horrible, but she's like, oh, no, this goes all the way back to the beginning of our family. We're horrible human beings. So I see Cheryl trying to rehabilitate herself because she wants to give her family a new legacy. 
I uh, feel like that's going to be her driving force. I don't think that's going to last, though. Well, she's still Cheryl. Oh. That is in the gene pool. But it could work out okay. We'll talk, we'll talk about it Let's later. talk about that in the spoiler section, because I've got a oh, big oh. theory on that. Okay, interesting. I wonder if it's the same as mine. We'll see. Or the fandoms, for that matter. Anyway. We cut to a classroom, and Veronica is ranting to Archie. She's like, this is the mafiasos doing! A bullet to the head? Every time someone dies, I'm back here wondering if it's my father behind this. And now that I've dragged you into the Scorsese nightmare... See, that's a good reference. Another good one. That makes total sense. Keep it simple. Simple. There's a time and a place where it... And we'll talk about it soon, where there's a reference that is appropriately vague. Archie tries to comfort her. He's like, you know, you need to choose to believe in your dad. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's funny. Because we Archie. all know this is bullshit, but we love Archie, so it's okay. Oh, and Archie. they hug. Uh, then we cut to Jughead. It's talking with Mayor McCoy. He spends a lot of time yelling at this woman. And this woman spends a lot of time ridiculously pronunciating words at him. She, I'm sure that I don't know what you she mean. She uses her entire mouth when talking. It's like she wants us to make sure she has all of that movement in her face. Like, I'm sorry, Robin Gibbons, but you're horrible in this show. Horrible. Yeah, I, don't, I got nothing. I mean... Whatever. He confronts the mayor that all this property is city-owned and somehow it's getting sold off. between the, Hiram behind it? It's, like, it's the Twilight Drive-In, Southside High, and now Sunnyside Trailer Park. They all were or are town land, so she controls them. And she's like, well, what are you insinuating? You know, Jug- they go back and forth. And Jughead's like, if you've been accepting favors from the lodges, now is the time to come clean. And speaking of getting favors, Archie gets an envelope full of cash. The FBI always pays its informants. Here's three weeks' pay. Okay, no. It's bullshit. No. Bullshit. The FBI does pay its informants, like, a pittance. And, like, they would give you, like, a couple hundred bucks, maybe, if you're, like, here's here's the money for you to go buy your drugs so you can go talk to that dude again. Yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah, it's, like, seed money. It's oh. seed money for the con. Anyways, uh, Archie's like, great, now I can go replace that bass drum you kicked over. Okay, he clearly gave him a couple grand. Your bass drum did not cost that much. Uh, you'd be surprised. A thousand dollars, maybe. Drums are expensive. I know, but for one bass drum, I mean, depending on how ridiculous we're going to be, high school boy, thousand dollars max. You need to engage directly with Hiram Lodge about Papa Poutine. I'm never going to be able to get over that his name is Papa Poutine. <laughs> they do like their alliteration. But Poutine. Poutine was too much. Archie's like, if I go in there asking direct questions about this, he's gonna know. He's gonna figure that out. Agent Adams hands him a newspaper, and he's just like, how many people have to get hurt or die before you do something about it? And Archie's like, oh no. That's mean. Man. I've had a hard life. I don't know what to do anymore. Ma, ma. <laughs> I think it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help myself. Okay, so Archie goes to Hiram in his study, and he's like, okay, so what happened with Papa Poutine? I saw the article. Archie, I am gutted over this atrocity. But Papa Poutine was rich with enemies. He was rude, he was selfish, and he was in a bunch of gambling debt. He had so many vendettas against him, it was only a matter of time before something caught up with him. He was in for almost a quarter against Lenny, Lenny Kowalski. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so Archie takes this information. He's like, okay, well, Veronica is the reason I came. And Hiram's like, oh, is something wrong? He's like, no, she's fine. It's just that when she heard about this, she it makes her start thinking that you have something to do with it. And that causes her to spiral. And Mark Consuelos did the most amazing thing with his face. You could see how gutted he felt hearing this. Oh, yeah. I've said it before, but I've said it a million times more. He was perfect casting for Hiram. He Perfect. does. He does such a good job that I'm legitimately doubting whether or not he was involved in Papa Poutine's murder. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he is so good, but Hiram, you know, looks at Archie and says, "Like, thank you for bringing this to me." And he's just kind of list- sitting there listening, and Archie's like, "You just need to give her some peace of mind." So Betty walks alone in the woods during the day. Yep. And she goes back to the tunnel and she, you know, uncovers the shady man and then she hears his cell phone ringing. Shady man should be more gross by now, right? It's only been a day. It's not even been a full day. Eh. It hasn't even been 24 hours. I figured something. His eyes should be open, though. Well, whatever. Uh, She hears his cell phone ringing, so she finds it on his body and takes it. And he has 47 missed calls. That's a lot. Uh, She goes home and Chick and Alice are playing Clue. I didn't notice that it was Clue. It was Clue. That's great. I'm sorry. It's lovely. (laughs) Some people might say it's cheesy. I think it's funny. Get on with your bad self. Yeah. Betty goes upstairs. uh, She locks her door. And she starts, she gets out her notebook and she starts looking through the phone. She's, she's got it. She's got a case to solve now. Ah, we cut to Veronica getting ready. She's putting on her pearls, but we also are adding earrings. I don't believe that we've seen her pearl earrings before. No. She also has a pearl bracelet, but I do believe we've seen that before. I'll have to go, I'll have to do some research later on. I mean, she's getting ready to go into battle here. Mm -hmm. Hiram comes in and says, you know, Archie came to see me and I'm glad he did. Um, because he cares about you. Um, As do I. Uh, I know. I know there's some things about my business that make you a little uneasy. But if there's anything you ever want to know. Did you have anything to do with Papa Poutine's death? Uh, he says, nope. And they hug. And you can kind of tell she doesn't believe him. Betty confronts Chick. It's just like, uh, he's been lying to us. That shady guy was a drug dealer. Uh, and I know this because there are tons of messages from other junkies looking to get a fix, including one the same day from Chick. Um, Alice is freaking out. Why did you go back there? During broad daylight? And Betty explains that I wanted to make sure that no one could see him during the day from the trail. (gasps) They could be tracking the phone to this house. I already turned off the GPS. And you're missing the point. This is not my first investigation, Mom. He lied to us. And then Chick starts crying. And Betty does this twist of her head and gets into his face. It's almost very, almost snake-like. Ha ha, serpents. Didn't. I didn't plan on that one. Anyway. Are you kidding me? Do you think anybody is buying this? Because here's the thing. You watch Chick closely, you can see it's completely fake. Mm-hmm. Every bit of this it's is robotic totally from fake and robotic. He's a straight up sociopath. Oh, absolutely. He has no feelings and he will manipulate to get what he needs or wants at any given moment. Alice, you know, takes Betty into the other room. She's like, you're going to get us caught. And Betty's like, um, if anything, Chick's going to get us caught because someone's going to come looking for, for the shady man. He was a transient. He was a, if, if he was a drug dealer, frankly, I'm relieved. Nobody's going to come looking for him. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Mom, but drug dealers have families, too. <laughs> 
Lily's face is amazing, and her delivery of that line is perfect. I am continually impressed with how well Lily and Manchant are cast together as family, and now they've added Hart Denton as Chick. And I was just like, I believe this completely, and I'm floored. I really am. It's so perfect. Sometimes you just you, you, you hit the good casting lottery, and in the other room, Chick starts to smile. And you know what that smile is very reminiscent of? What? One Mr. Norman Bates. Mm. Cutting to Archie and Adam standing near some trees. I couldn't finish that for you. I couldn't come up with one as quickly. That's, that's fine. I, I didn't have one either, so. All right. Archie's throwing a ball with Vegas, so that's their cover. And it's fall. Oh, suddenly. Yeah, I forget that part. Well, it was raining earlier, I but guess. We, we keep going back and forth with the seasons. I asked him point blank and he said no. And you believed him? I did. I do. And they just kind of go back and forth with a stupid, you believe him, you don't, blah, 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 blah. And finally, Archie kind of gives away, you know, he he may have had some bad blood with Lenny. He owed him $86,000 in gambling debt. That's not what Hiram said. Nope. And $86,000 is a very specific number that means something to Archie. I was wondering, I was like, I know I know that number from something. That's the amount of money that it caught, that Fred was charged at the hospital, that Hiram ended up paying via Veronica. And now Fred has sold part of his construction company to pay him back. And if you're looking closely, like Adams kind of raises an eyebrow when he says this. Yeah, Archie, Archie's testing him. Like, this is Archie trying to be smart against Agent Adams. No, it's it's Archie's little play. It's it's maybe it's that, or maybe he's just trying to cover for Hiram. No, there it's that, but he's also trying. Like he knows something's off. I feel like Archie knows that there's something off with Adams. Like he's being almost too forceful. Anyway, Hiram meets with FP and Jughead, and they're having a tra. They're at the trailer, and Hiram is like, you know, I'm sorry. There's been some misunderstanding. No misunderstanding. You talk to Tallboy to try to pin this statue thing on us. And, uh... We got a lot of people worried about losing their homes out here. Mm-hmm. And Hiram's like, you know, I'm so sorry for that. And, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to make some peace. And I, I want to settle any of the back rent that you or anyone here has. Which is actually a really generous offer. Jughead says, what do you want? Uh, I just want peace in the land. And FP gets up, says, all right, you got a deal. And then... Hiram says, one more thing. Uh, If you could keep my name out of this article since we've settled things. And Jughead just looks at him, that sounds like a bribe. No deal. And FP just laughs, puts his arm around Jughead and says, see in the funny pages. (laughs) Which is a little cheesy, but I don't care because it's funny. Ooh, now they cross the lodges. Cheryl shooting bow and arrow. Quite aptly, was too. And she sees Hal leaving the house. She sees him getting into his car. So she runs in the house like, do you have no scruples, mother? Betty Cooper was literally sick to her stomach. What if it was over this? You're destroying families with your courtesan ways. And Penelope's just like, it's different with Hal. He's not a client. It's real. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How long has this been going on? Probably years. Hmm. I bet years. Mother, he has a wife. Alice Cooper, that Gorgon... She's not the victim here. Okay, so I had to look up what a Gorgon was. From what I've read, now I could I could be a little wrong on this, 
they were sisters. Uh, it referenced three, and I just did a quick Google. Uh, women who could turn, who were sisters of Medusa, who could turn men to stone with one look. Who's the third sister? Well, we think Penny is one. Yeah. There could be another one who could be dead. It's not Penelope, because I think that would be too easy. It's time for a showdown with the mayor and the lodges. Uh, Veronica comes home to some yelling, and Mayor McCoy comes storming out. She goes, it's going to be worse for you than for me. And Veronica goes into the study, and she sees Hiram and Hermione, and they're like, okay, we're going to have to accelerate our timetable. Sierra is uh, demanding that we announce our plans for the South Side, but we wanted her to wait until after she's reelected. And she says that she will expose us if we proceed without her. Yep. So we need to try and get her out of office in a scandal so that we can minimize the blowback on us. And Veronica's kind of like, what do you, what do you mean? And Hiram says she likes to spend a lot of time at cheap hotel, or cheap motels. I had Andre, who knows the martial arts, follow her. Uh, and Veronica, of course, already knows what they're talking about. And Hermione looks at Hiram. It's time to uh, start Operation Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Archie comes home and he's saying hi to Vegas and he's walking into hey, his living Vegas? room. Vegas? This is nice. I love Vegas. I love that the dog's name is Vegas. It makes me happy for no reason. There's a hat on the table. Okay, well, that's very foreboding. Oh, no. And Agent Adams is interviewing Fred. And so then we cut to Betty is at Pops. She's calling people um, in the phone book and saying, hey, I found this phone. Do you know who it belongs to? Click. And she keeps getting hang-ups. So finally the cell phone rings and she picks up and she starts getting yelled at by some woman. She goes, who is this? I bet you're the slut he's been whoring around with. You tell him he's dead to me. And Betty's just like... And she packs up her stuff to leave. She's also fuzzing out again. Yeah. She's getting fuzzy and she's getting really stressed and she's clenching her fist and we cut to Jughead. He's circling some stuff. He's che- eating Chinese food. He gets a call from Betty. So he's like, oh, I'll be right there. He rides up and Betty's sitting on the stairs outside her house. Mm-hmm. She's just like, some things have happened and I need to tell you. I think I'm going crazy. My mom's acting normal while everything is falling apart. And Jughead has no hat. And right before the commercial, I need to tell you something. And we have a break. And we come back and Jughead's face is horrified. Like he's visibly shaking. This whole scene is so good because of just how terrified he is. He stands up and Betty says, you know, I I should have just called the police. Jughead's like, you still can and you should. Uh, And then this neighborhood security car comes by. It's like, hey, do you guys know whose car that is? It's been here for two days and the neighbors are complaining. Jughead and Betty kind of finally put it together oh shit that's shady man's jughead finally just goes it's my car I, I'm, I'm sorry I, I i left it here i can't find the keys uh the security guard says okay i gotta make another round if it's still here in 10 minutes i'm giving you a ticket and she leaves and jughead looks at betty and says how quickly can you hotwire a car <laughs> which is cute and canon i love it fred is being investigated for undocumented workers from canada well, we know. There's been labor from Canada. Oh, yeah. And it happens everywhere. Don't, 
I'm not shocked. Archie asks Fred, can they really do that? Can they take you down? And Fred's like, uh, yeah, it's the FBI. They want my files from the last seven years. Could they actually do that to you? Uh, so Archie goes outside and yells at Agent Adam. Stay the hell away from my dad. And I just, it's scary how quickly I can make things difficult. Hey, this is the one time I'm like, Adams is kind of fun now. All of a sudden, he got interesting. Yeah. And Archie's like, well, we had a contract. And Agent oh. Adam just kind of looks in the face like, oh, Archie, Papa Poutine, Poutine didn't even owe close to $86,000. I think you're feeding me false information, which means you're compromised. And your only way out is to help me. Stop dicking around. I love that That's he said that. That's a huge line for the <laughs> yeah. CW show. No, oh, I love it. They kind of like that in the the slut he's been whoring around with. Like they got they sauced it up a little bit. Maybe they decided we need to push it a little bit more. Uh, Agent Adams is all like, "Okay, you're gonna put this bug in Hiram's office." Archie's just like, "I I don't believe you. I think you're willing to do anything to destroy Hiram, including destroying us." And he Adams walks away. is kind of staring at him as he walks away. We cut to Thistlewood, and Hal enters in, and that hand we saw last week in the trailer is actually Cheryl's. And she goes, hello, Hal, and Hal's like, hi, Cheryl, why are you waiting in the dark? Back so soon, Mr. Cooper. And she goes, you do know my mother's a harlot. A modern mall Flanders. Mm -hmm. And she says, what you're doing could destroy your family, and I won't tell Betty, but I suggest you hurry home before they find out. She just told him, get the fuck out of my house. Like stop ruining your family because i think i think cheryl realizes that while the coopers are fucked up they do love each other and that's not even true of her family i don't know about hal and alice no but they love they love the family loves each other they 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 will do things even if they're bad to protect each other and her own mother hasn't even done that for her except for this new creepazoid that's in the house uh veronica Goes to see Mayor McCoy. I've come to give you a warning. It's like they're planning to discredit you, to neutralize you. McCoy says, you know, any bomb they set off will blow back on them too. And Veronica says, they know about the fair with Sheriff Keller. This is the best acting from Robin Givens in this whole series. She just says, uh... How long do I have? Uh, and Veronica's just like, you can get out of this. As long as you get in front of it. Mm-hmm. And we cut to a car... Being pushed into a lake. And Jughead saying, Norman Bates made it look so easy. <laughs> and savvy viewers will notice that the license plate says NFB 418. Norman F. Bates. No, Norman F. Bates. I don't know. What, I don't remember what the 418 stood for. Room 418. 418. That's what it is. I forget about this. Anyway, um, Psycho. Nice job. Exactly. Perfect reference. Love it. They push the car into the river and then it kind of stops for a minute and they like, they they're Betty. freaking out because it looks like it's going to float. Betty and Jack had panic a little bit, and then the car starts taking on more water, and it continues to go. And it sinks all the way, and mm -hmm. they just go, oh, God. <sighs> Betty throws the keys in, and then Jughead says, and the cell phone, too, and she throws the cell phone. Yep. Uh, we cut back to Mary McCoy, who is who has Josie standing next to her, and she's recording a video. And she basically is just saying, I'm stepping down as mayor to spend time with my family and resume my law practice. She's actually doing a live press conference. Yeah. It's, being, it's building telecast. So. Yes. Because then we cut to Hiram and Hermione watching on TV. And Hermione says, we haven't even made our play yet. And she looks like legitimately disappointed. Oh, like, I didn't get to play mobster. Ah, shucks. And Veronica, this is some really interesting face work with Veronica there. Who's just going... 
Now you don't have to. If you did, it would be cruel. Mm-hmm. To which Hiram and Hermione both look back at her like... Hmm. So Veronica's back in her room, and Hiram comes in, and he's just like, you know, it's unusual. Mayor McCoy resigning just out of the blue. It's almost as if someone warned her. Did you tell her? And Veronica, you know, takes off her glasses and just goes, no, I did not. And right there we know, she, well, of course we know she's yeah, she's lying. Hiram knows she's lying. Oh, yeah. And it's more proof, I think it's proof that he lied to her. Oh, how? Alice and Betty aren't here. Aren't here. And Hal's just like, oh, it's still my house, isn't it? And Chick gets like a, a nervous face. And then we cut to Betty and Cheryl at school. And Cheryl kind of, she's like, okay, I wasn't going to tell you. I was tossing and turning in my canopy sleigh bed all night. But I thought to myself, I would want to know. And Betty gets a text like, oh, no, I got to go home. It's about it's about my dad. This and- is about your father. Cheryl's eye makeup in this scene has been toned down. Oh, yeah. Her lipstick is still full on, and I don't, and I like, you know, Betty's ponytail and Jughead's hat and all the other things I've talked about in previous episodes. Cheryl's is her lipstick. We have seen her without it, and I think that's her. When she doesn't have her lipstick, she's vulnerable, and I feel like they toned down her eye makeup to make her look less uh, antagonistic, to make her a more sympathetic character. To make her real. I th- you know, I, I know that there's the vulnerability, but it is a little bit of she's let her guard down. A, a little, but it'll be more so when the lipstick's gone. The uh, more makeup has, she has on, the more guarded and shielded she is. That's more her armor. Yeah. Uh, Betty goes home, and Hal is rummaging through the house. He's like, uh-huh, you know, where's my grandfather's watch? And Chick has his fist clenched, and he is shivering, like, away from him. And Betty's like, get away from him. You're you're terrifying him. And they go back and forth. And Betty finally says, like, you will leave or I will tell mom about you and Penelope Blossom. Maybe you think we're trying to hide something because you are. And everybody stares at Chick and Betty tells how he needs to leave. And Chick, you know, just like, thank you, Betty. I didn't, I didn't do it for you. I did it for mom. And Chick is like, what if he comes back? What if he calls the police? Betty's staring at him. Does not buy his bullshit at all. I don't give a shit about you. Betty's looking at him like, you're not who you say you are, and I know it. She's like, there's something else going on. I don't know about you. Uh, We see Fred going through all his papers, being frustrated. Archie's looking at him, and he's concerned. And then we see Archie in his room. He pulls the bug out of his drawer, and he's playing with it. And Archie goes to talk to Hiram. And he tells him about the FBI. And he's just like, you know, they're threatening my dad. And I like you. And I love your daughter. But I start, I'm start. i starting to think that Secret Agent Adams is a lot more dangerous. Is that his name? Adams? Arthur Adams. Can, can you help my dad? Can you help us out of this? I can assure you, Arthur Adams will be dealt with. Uh, and Archie's kind of like, well, well, what do you mean? And Archie's like... There'll be, there's no one is going to. No, and then he, no one's going to. And then he makes this like wave away, like air quotes motion with his hand. And yeah, it's, Hiram's like, it's really funny. Nobody's gonna. This isn't my first tangle with the FBI. I'm Give me 24 hours and I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to call some people. And then Archie gets up and he's like, I didn't tell him anything. I swear. And I believe you. He's like, uh, tell your father everything will be fine. And Archie, like, almost looks a little relieved. But not quite. And Hiram 
looks suspicious. Uh, yeah, of course. Harm is always suspicious. Uh, Betty's talking to Alice, and she's just like, yeah, Jack came over, but he won't be coming back. But we are in way over our heads. Shady Man's car was outside for two days, and Alice is like, what? What? It's okay. Me and Jughead took care of it. You told Jughead? And Alice has gone into, like, this vulnerable, pathetic posture. Yeah. And Betty's just like, these are loose ends. We need help. We can't go to the police. I'm not calling the police about this. I wasn't talking about the police. And we cut to them knocking on the trailer park door. FP opens at the door. He says, save it, Alice. Jughead just told me everything. Not letting you guys make the same mistake as I made with Jason Blossom. FP's digging a grave. And uh, that's one hell of a perfect grave he digs, I gotta say. It's very square and it's deep. Lined it nice. uh, He pulls the body in and then he covers it in lye. Yep. Then we cut to Archie is at home. He gets a knock on the door, and it's Andre. They're going for a drive. The boss wants to see you. And they're driving, and Archie's like, you missed the turn for the Pembroke. Andre explains that the boss wanted somewhere more private and scenic. Cut to Pops. Alice, Betty, and Jughead are sitting there waiting. FP comes in and says it's done. Dad, you reek. Uh, It's the sodium hydroxide. There'll be nothing left of him, not even his teeth in a week. And Alice, you know, start getting really upset. She goes, I'm so sorry uh, that I got Betty involved in Jughead. And FP grabs her hand and is just like, we take care of our own. The circle ends here. No more loose ends. And they continue to hold hands. As Betty relaxes on Jughead's shoulders. Yeah. Betty finally just looks like, I can finally I can rest. Go. I, I can, can rest, rest now. Yeah. And then we cut to Chick, who is sitting in a chair looking through photo albums, and he cuts hell out of a family photo. It's a little on the nose. It's a little too Norman Bates, but I'm I'm okay with it. They picked something and they went all in on it, and it works well. I'm I'm okay with it. Back to the car with Archie. They get out to this excluded, exclusive place, and Archie gets out of the car, starts following Andre, and then we see the boss, who's Hermione. Mm-hmm. And then we have this shot where we go, we're at the rocks with water, and we pan up, and so we realize that we're at the edge of a cliff. This is Lodge? Do you know what Omerta means? Oh, fuck it's this shit. It's our code of silence. It means that there's no worse crime than snitching. You are not Italian. You are not part of the Gamora or the Italian Mafia. Mm-hmm. Stop using Capo and Omerta. Yeah. It's... Like, you are white-collar criminals who maybe did some shady criminal stuff in the past. But honestly, you are nowhere near the level of the Italian mob. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit well at all. Now, there's a way to play that. I think this is writing more than anything. I think there's a way to play it off where you say, you know, do you know what Omerta is? And you explain, like, this is what it is. We kind of believe in a similar thing. But to pretend like you follow this very specific cultural code oh, is yeah. so fucking stupid. It's nonsense. So Archer replies, like, no, I would never. And Hermione says, I know. You've proven that these last few weeks. And Archer's like, what? What? <gasps> and she goes, Adams isn't real. He's a kapos. And I told him to put a lot of pressure on you, even to threaten your father. 
So all of this was just a test? You passed. Welcome to the family, Archie. And we get Archie, fuck, 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 what a new face. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Riverdale. That was a great point to end this little section of episodes on. Yep. Because it's cool that Hermione is the quote unquote boss. She's pulling way more strings than we think. And Archie's kind of fucked. Is he? Also, is she the boss? Or is this a ploy to go back after Hiram? See, okay. I think that Hermione did this without Hiram knowing. Oh, absolutely. Because the look on his face and the laughter he gets when he's talking about the FBI stuff. Yeah. He sent you to plant a bug? Yeah. No, 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 no. He knows this is all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I'm really excited about the, about the next little bit. Like, I'm sad we're going to have to wait four, no, three weeks for a new episode. And we're... then it's still, who knows what the fuck's going on. Oh, well, then we're still at least two weeks off. <sighs> which is just stupid. Okay, I kind of get it. Okay, next week is Valentine's Day, and then we get into the Olympics. So they don't even want to bother trying to be competitive. But their target audience isn't, like, a high Olympics viewership. So I feel like they could have actually pulled decent numbers if they were airing during this time. Who knows? I don't know. Well, let's watch the preview for three weeks from now episode. All right. As usual, if you do not want to hear anything about next time on or any, like, spoilery theories that we have, you can head out now. Um, But please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes. And we will be back the week of March 7th. So hashtag go Bulldogs. Well, I do declare. Things are going to get steamy and fucked up. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Josie's going to find out about her mother's affair. Yep. And she's going to use it to blackmail her mom in some way. Also, Sheriff Keller looks so dorky. I'm okay with that. It's pretty fun. Um, Apparently, the whole Kevin and Moose thing is going to get revisited because apparently Midge knows all about it. And she's really open-minded. Um, Midge is... Threesome? Uh, I don't know. I really hope they don't do that. We've done all this on Gossip Girl. Don't do it. Midge, Midge might be a little freaky. Eh, she'd have to be. Her name is Midge. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and then at least the foursome is going up to a cabin in the woods, which is the title of our next episode. Ooh. And we get some really interesting narration. Jughead says it's like we're all in a powder keg and it's about to go off. Yeah. Which is really a great line for what is being shown to us on screen. We see Archie and Veronica getting it on. We see Betty doing some role play saying she thinks she's going to have to punish you uh, to, Jughead. to Jughead. So they're going to get into some kinky sex. And then we see Veronica going in to kiss Jughead. In the hot tub. Well, they're standing outside the hot tub. Yeah, so who knows? Um, They've thrown so, red herrings so before. Maybe true. this is nothing. So here's my theory. I believe... Archie's going to find out that Jughead and Betty have had sex, and he's not going to take to that very well. And Veronica is going to be jealous about Archie's jealousy, and she wants to even the playing field. So she's going to kiss Jughead as this petty, stupid girl bullshit, which is 
right up my alley because that's such a 16 year old stupid girl shit to do we're gonna get some some super high school for Mm -hmm. this little break episode yeah except i don't know a lot of parents that would allow their 16 year old and their significant other to go away to a cabin without adult supervision have you met the lodges well this is a fantasy world i'm talking about in real life (laughs) um also fun fact we get cheryl and tony yeah which is a favorite ship hmm we know we know that Tony has a proclivity towards ladies. That is true. And we have seen Cheryl have a infatuation with Josie. That's true. We never got any clarification as to that was really romantic. Or I kind of felt it was more of an imprinting thing. But we'll see. We'll see. Which I am all for. Okay, so let me hit on this Cheryl theory. Okay. We talked about that, you know, I don't think this is going to last from her. Well, I just realized when that's going to turn. Hmm. What's the musical they're doing? Carrie. What happens at the end of Carrie? Uh, she telekinesis kills everybody and burns the school down. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be like a rebirth for, for Cheryl. Cheryl's going to be like, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be happier. And then this whole thing's going to go wrong. And out of the ashes is going to come Cheryl Blossom 2.0 uber bitch queen. Uh, I don't think Uber Bitch Queen, but I think it's She's gonna go on a rampage. And oh, it's not for gonna be sure. And it's not gonna be pretty. And it's gonna come in that episode for certain. Okay, well I haven't had any I haven't seen anything any new casting news for Riverdale per se. Uh both uh KJ Appa and Cole Sprouse have gotten uh gigs for the summer. Well, they've each been cast in a different movie. Uh so that'll be fun. Uh, and I, I'm curious to see when Andy Cohen's going to show up. I think maybe during the primary colors episode, which is obviously going to be a election episode. And I, it's going to be for school and the town because we're going to need a new mayor. But who runs for mayor? Hiram. I think they're going to make Fred do it. They might. They might do that. I could see that happening. I think that would work better. Or what if they go boy mayor with Archie? No, they're not going to do Ice Town. <laughs> oh, no. I do know that is when we are going to get Molly Ringwald back because I've seen the pictures. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, love Molly Ringwald. I would love to have her around more. Yeah. Well, you know. Mm. It's always nice to have the princess there. All right. Well, guys, uh, we're going to miss you for the next couple weeks. Uh, if you enjoy listening to us talk and banter and argue about stuff, we have two other podcasts, Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What, where we review different movies that we feel like the other one should have seen by now. Right now, we are doing an Oscars theme, since those are coming up. And our other podcast is Macintosh and Mod, a My Little Pony podcast. So if that's your thing, you can go find us on the iTunes or on our website, MacintoshandMod.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye! take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes and for questions and comments drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com